Welcome, one and all, to episode two of the Retro Bitcast. I am your host, Rinakai, alongside my co-host, the Sega Master. That is me. What's going on, everybody? And Tim Jones. Hello. Unfortunately, co-host Viking Blood cannot be here this time around. Viking well, is still a co-host, though. Uh, we love Viking. <laughs> Viking's great. Now he couldn't make it to one episode, so we gave him the the, the trap. He was, he's just done. Yeah, That's it. he's out, actually. Uh, however, <laughs> in Viking's place, we do have fellow founder of the RetroBit Champs and streamer extraordinaire Zayfod. That is me. What's going on, everyone? And as well as from the Humane Society, Patrick and Austin. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having us. Hey, everyone. Pleasure. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, real, real, real cool to have you guys on. It's it's awesome, and you guys do lots of great work and stuff. And so we're super super grateful to have you all on here. Yeah, absolutely. For those of you guys yeah, listening fun. that are not aware yet, a um, bunch of the Retrobit champs will be taking part in a charity event going on. Sega, it's going on. <laughs> December 10th through the 13th. December 10th through the 13th. We will be raising money for the Humane Society. Um, so for those that may not know, what is what is the main mission statement for the Humane Society? Yeah, that's a great question. So in a nutshell, the Humane Society of the United States, uh, we are fighting for all animals. So we are a national and international organization with our affiliate uh, Humane Society International. We're taking on the big fights, uh, both, uh, you know, like I said, locally and around the world from rescue response. And when I say rescue response, I mean, we're talking about evacuating animals during hurricanes or natural disasters to large scale neglect cases. Uh, we just had a case in Dixie County, County, Florida in February of this year, um, where across a five acre property, dogs were found in just horrible conditions, cramped and filthy hutches and campers and uh, no apparent access to food or water. So we have an incredible animal rescue team that really helps um, in terms of those situations where those animals can't really help themselves. Um, we work not only on the ground, but we're working on legislation, too. We are working to protect wildlife from unnecessary killing or endangered rescues and direct care programs uh, to today's cruelties are really our education and our legislative policy work is preventing tomorrow's uh, efforts while today we're working to help those animals on the ground. So that's, I guess, us in a nutshell. Pat, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, to mention? No, I think that, honestly, that you somehow managed to cover so much work in uh in it as quick of a way as possible so no i got nothing else got to it. add we're, without we're time limit right yeah without uh being able to go into all the details that that covers it um and i mean it's it's fantastic because you get to we recently um here in my town we, we recently had a humane society shelter open up um and it, we pretty much had no real good i guess uh, like i guess source is like the correct way to say that like of any sort of education and in, in that kind of field of anything or really any good shelters here for for animals so you know that's now opened up and you, you know i i see we, we used to have a really bad stray problem here in uh in in my town and now it's just gotten so much better because you know they, they've opened up there and it's it's given a lot more people this you know place to go and actually you know, adopt any of these pets or at least have a place where, you know, strays can go and, and you know, get better and, uh, and, and you know, not just be out on the streets. So That's awesome. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good, so that's a really good point that you're bringing up as well. So, um, and I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit later, but um, right on the offset, uh, there, there is a, a bit of a distinction that we wanted to make too. So rather than running um, the local shelters that you're mentioning, which is incredible work, couldn't do it without, 
without um, them. We, the, the Humane Society of the United States really is looking at the root issue causes. We have the resources that we can really nip a lot of these huge cases um, in the bud where normally local shelters uh, wouldn't necessarily be able to. So case in point, we just had our 17th dog meat farm closure in South Korea, thanks to our Humane Society International um, affiliate. It, it, it was it was incredible. I don't know if you've, if you've heard of the story, um, but it is, uh, we worked with a farmer who, you know, in South Korea, dog meat farming is still a huge issue, dog meat farming and cat meat farming, where it's, it's pretty self-explanatory what we're talking about, but they, these dogs and cats are still used for human consumption and that is an absolute no-go that's a, f a fight that we're trying to end uh very soon one of our projects that we're working on and so we just worked with um a south korean dog meat farmer who said you know what i'm done i don't want to do this anymore and we came out and we worked with him and he said there's no future in dog meat at all and so he closed his farm and we didn't just come in there we didn't swoop in and say all right all the dogs are gone we're good we work with him to transition out, and now he's actually doing vegetable root farming and still making a living. You know, we didn't cut down his whole life and is living there. Um, but then from there, because, uh, you know, we are not necessarily the local shelter, but we still needed help. And so we took those uh, those animals and we worked with lo local shelters, shelter partners in Maryland and in Ohio and in Pennsylvania to take on the responsibility of adopting out these fortunate animals into their forever homes. So I'm gonna mm -hmm. stop, you know, hogging all the, the, the spotlight here, but, but it is amazing the work that we can do with the shelter partners uh, in order to get all this amazing work done. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I know like during the events that I've participated in with the Humane Society, you know, the one video that everyone always remembers is Winnie and oh. seeing Winnie and her smiley little corgi butt walking around just being excited is, uh, you know, it's inspiring. And I know she was one of the ones who was, you know, slated for that sort of fate. So that's just some incredible work that's happening, you know, across the world. Yeah. And, uh, if I can even go a little bit further with the closure of uh farm 17 Th this happened recently so all of our volunteers that went from uh all over the world to south korea they also had to do a 14 day austin correct me if i'm wrong but i believe it was the full 14 day quarantine yeah in another country to go and rescue these animals so we're you know the volunteers, the people on the ground doing all this rescue work, people back in the States that helped convert a, uh, I believe it was a small airplane hangar into a temporary housing shelter. You know, it's it's all all incredible stuff going on. And it's it's kind of amazing what happens when so many people come together uh, for, you know, for that kind of a cause. It's just like, I'm, I work for the Oregon. I'm getting kind of, uh, getting chills right now thinking about it. <laughs> you guys are yeah. the real heroes here. Um, you actually brought up a kind of a point to a little bit of a question I wanted to ask, but before I do that, I want to double back and say, uh, I apologize. You guys are the Humane Society of the United States. I, I was just saying Humane Society. I, I want to apologize for that. Um, no, do, no need to apologize. It's, it's a, uh, a really, I'm glad that we had a chance to, to speak about it. And, and, uh, because there is amazing work that the local humane societies are doing, um, and we just, you know, we wanted to take a second to talk about some of the work that we're doing as well, um, not only in, you know, in collaboration with some of those local shelters, but also some of the work that we're doing nationally and internationally. So no worries at all. Absolutely. 100 um, percent. Now, with you guys, a lot of Humane Society all around the world, they work in different places, different countries. How has... Um, I mean, 2020, you have the coronavirus. How has COVID affected the way you guys are able to uh, do what you do? It's a really good question. I mean, uh, Pat, I'll, I'll uh, throw it over to you as well, because you just mentioned how um, internationally we had to just, I mean, the protocols are, are much more strict. Um, both nationally and internationally, our work has been affected by COVID-19. Um, we have an amazing program called the Pets for Life program, which works with underserved communities in the in the area. And before COVID, I mean, it, it was always a struggle working with families who have to decide between 
getting a meal for their family or feeding their pets. And what we had to do at the Humane Society of the United States is we help provide food, uh, immunizations, um, pet toys, you know, different things that can help enrich the lives of both the animals and then as a consequence, the family themselves. When COVID hit, holy crap, guys. I mean, it's, if you could imagine how it affected everyone, now people out of jobs, unemployment rising, skyrocketing, um, they, they had to make a hard choice. And luckily with, with our teams, we were able to, uh, with strict protocols, be there when they needed it. Um, and internationally, Pat, like you were saying, um, in South Korea, they were doing some, some strict procedures as well. Yeah. Um, and Austin, I think you covered so much <laughs> right there. Uh, but you know, with, with COVID and everything, it's every, you know, it seems like every other week there's a brand new challenge. And so I think, um, we've also had some very unprecedented challenges. Um, if you can take yourself all the way back to March or April, when, uh, when Tiger King was, uh, you know, was on Netflix, (laughs) we, we had a lot to, you know, handle with that where people were, you know, talking about like, oh, I, I want to, well, if they can get a tiger, I want to get a tiger. And we have to, you know, yeah. say like, hey, actually, probably no one should be having a tiger as a pet. Probably like not a good idea. Don't, don't buy tigers. Yeah, yeah they're, they're wild animals. Yeah. So uh, it's, you know, the, the stuff we were able to predict, like the Pets for Life program and some of the work that we do with uh, like rural outreach and people that might not be able to go, uh, you know, that might live in more uh, secluded areas that have to go far for vets, uh, being, you know, being able to take our services out there and do everything with, um, you know, w- within proper socially distance protocol in place. Um, it's, it's kind of like who, who knows what's going to happen next. There's always a new, uh, unfortunately always a new challenge for us to, uh, to face whether it's a COVID world or not. And in the, in the, in the, in the end of the day, um, be COVID happened, but the work can't stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the animals are, are still going through some really rough times. And that's why we can't do this without all of you. I mean, the, the support and the, the whether through donations or advocacy is crucial right now more than ever, because um, we've been having a, uh, it's been hard, uh, especially for these animals and for the work that we're doing. It's been hard to do animal response uh, six feet apart from each other. And we've had to figure out different strategies throughout this whole year. And uh, we wouldn't be able to stay afloat without your support. So big thank you. I'm curious. I just I realized uh, as you were talking about it, there was that news report I've heard come out in the last month or so about the mink population, I think, in uh, Germany, I'm probably getting the country wrong, but that got heavily infected by COVID. And I'm just curious if there's any knowledge or insight or just information you can provide that, you know, maybe there's specific support that people can give for animal populations that are potentially, you know, uh, uh, that are compromised due to COVID or just any kind of news or information that, that you both might be aware of as far as animal populations affected by COVID. Yeah, I mean, it's, mm, it just shows that, yeah. so one of the big fights that we're trying to do is ending the fur trade and the fur mm-hmm. market. Um, a lot of animals are still being used by their fur. Uh, I, I feel like our generation doesn't really understand it. That's kind of like our grandmothers, like going to the fancy uh, concert and here's my, mm-hmm. you know, they're passing Get down the their fur coats. coats. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's not necessarily something that, that we necessarily do, but you're right, uh, Zephod, They in, in the Netherlands, they are, um, unfortunately, COVID has been um, over pandemic concerns. They're unfortunately going to be slaughtering 15 million mink on fur farms because wow. of these pandemic concerns. And for, so for our benefit to get fur, they're going to destroy these animals um because they're on these large inhumane uh farms just to grow for their fur in these in these cramped cages and covid has definitely affected this and so it's um you know we're trying to call on the danish government to turn around the tragedy and 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 transitioning fur farmers into more humane livelihoods and closing down denmark's fur industry for good and this is just one case study for um hopefully the change that that we could make in transitioning 
to, to different, more humane methods. But yeah, it's, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just amazing with the international work. Cause like, you know, like, uh, like Kai had brought up earlier, you know, like I, I too, you know, I didn't know that there was necessarily that differentiation there. Um, I, I knew that y'all had done work with, or rather y'all do work with, um, you know, stuff overseas and, and ending like that for the trade and everything like that. I didn't know it, it, it went that deep though. So kind of hearing a lot of that is, is really cool. And, and, and it's, it's good to know that, you know, not only is stuff going to be handled, you know, here in the United States as well, in in terms of, you know, just any animal cruelty or anything like that, but also that extends out to the entire world because, you know, we're not, you know, just because we, we see it mostly at home, that doesn't mean it's not happening everywhere else. And, and, you know, there isn't somebody that, or rather an animal that needs help, you know, outside of that as well. And, um, and habitats and stuff that aren't being, you know, destroyed and stuff like that outside of the States and everything. For sure. For sure. Um, yeah, exactly. I actually want to transition a little bit into the Humane Society's involvement with uh, Twitch and live streaming. Um, so as we talked about earlier, the uh, a lot of our RetroBit champs are going to be raising money for the Humane Society. Um, and they're going to be spreading awareness, showing what the Humane Society is all about, what they do to help. Um, how long have you guys been involved with um with twitch and what was the driving force that made you think this is a really good idea it's a good question um i'll take the first part and then uh pat i'd love for you to to kind of uh talk a bit more about uh the event that's coming up uh soon as well if that's all right all right yeah absolutely go ahead cool um so yeah so uh we are, I'm very lucky to be working with a team of folks um, that are very open-minded. You know, our organization is so large and luckily we have an opportunity to test and experiment and, and look for other animal advocates in different, you know, slices of the pie that we might not have looked at. So we are focusing on events or activations, however you want to call it, that attract this next generation of animal advocates through, I'd say, non-traditional, you know, uh, Twitch isn't something that you n- normally hear every day, but you're hearing it more and more, yeah. I guess. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. But yeah, so in, so in place of, you know, you get a, a letter in the mail saying, hey, do you want to donate $20? Uh, do you want, you know, you get a phone call saying, hey, do you, it just seemed, you know, a little bit outdated and, and we have a new audience here that we want to reach. And so that is kind of how this department was was created and it was meeting animal advocates and influencers and community leaders to impact their audiences through these relationships that we're building and it was it was different you know we said just give us a chance and so our first chance i guess would be twitchcon 2019 and we we went we were like what is gonna happen we had no idea like, what, what's gonna go on so we had no idea what the response we were gonna do we we you know we had a booth and we were like in the middle of like obs studios and all these different <laughs> things were like oh gosh this is way overhead but uh you know what what was amazing and what was so validating is pretty much the responses were either one of two it was where the heck have you been from all the the people who have been coming to the conference or how can i help and we knew we were like we're in the right place there are animal ca- there are people that care about animals almost everywhere that you're going to go and this was just the new you know we wanted to meet you halfway and we said you do stuff really well you are an influencer you impact your community and we know that you like animals so why can't we collaborate together so that's i guess how this came to be and why this has been so successful because this community loves this work they love their own animals and they they want to help more and so there's so many that need help uh yeah so that's the long and short tldr we love you guys so (laughs) pat you want to talk about the event a little bit (laughs) yeah well absolutely uh yeah so like austin said uh this started back in like uh october september october 2019 we're uh we're coming up on our third event for uh, or you know third big event uh we've had some people do some streaming through our tiltify um you know through, through the tiltify platform and twitch here and there but this is our third big event um 
the December Dash event, which I believe Sega mentioned was uh, going on from December 10th through the 13th, is, uh, is a little bit different than the events we've done in the past. In the past, we've kind of had, um, you know, here's your two-week block streamers. Uh, any funds that you raise during this time uh, through through the Tiltify page will, um, will help get you to uh, receive certain incentives if you hit certain milestones um, outside of what you do on your own channel. Whereas this one, we said, okay, you know, we've done a couple of events already. What are what what more do people want? Like people are loving the people are loving the sweatshirts. They're loving the the, um, the you know the socks with uh, cat paws on them. All all this great stuff. These amazing water bottles. You know what what else can we do? And so we looked at all of the feedback that we got from the uh, the event this this past fall, and, or summer fall. You know, one of those times, August, I think. And people said like, I, I love this, but I want to, I want to meet more people. I want to interact with other streamers. Uh, so we were like, okay, let's see what we can do. And so we, we worked for a few weeks to build out this event. We're like, okay, well, let's just, let's put people in teams and try to, you know, get them to collaborate with new streamers. They maybe wouldn't have the chance to meet because, um, if anyone has been on our discord, there's, there's maybe what Austin, like five, four, 400 people. I don't want to oversell us, but it uh it can get a little overwhelming. It's over five thousand. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, it's about four hundred. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, 400. About four hundred streamers, advocates, um, supporters. I know we got a few people in there who who really just like uh, moderate other streams. But, um, it, you know, it can get a little overwhelming if you don't know anyone, if you just know the organization. So we thought this would be a great opportunity to get people to meet each other, you know, work together, work with streamers they maybe wouldn't have the, the chance to meet and uh, kind of say, hey, you're, you're a group together. Uh, you have this common goal. And so far, it seems like it's been great. Like people are coming up with ideas. They're bouncing ideas around. I'm getting messages all the time from uh, uh, streamers on my team, Go Team Rabbit. Um, no, team chicken. Yeah, team chicken for the win. Did, did anyone else hear yeah, that audio cut out? Did anyone else hear that audio cut out right there? I don't know. Um, nice. That was but, good. That was but good. you know, at the end of the day, it's friendly competition, and we're all, uh, you know, it's it's all going to the same cause, right? Um, no matter what, you know, two through fourth, wherever team chicken finishes, you you guys are all great. So what, um, gamers. <laughs> uh, gamers being competitive? That just I don't know. Hey, it's, that maybe. Maybe yeah. try something different next time. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> and, yeah. that, and and that was the, that was the biggest thing. We wanted to make sure that we didn't come, especially into TwitchCon, and and now that we've been in here for for about over a year, we didn't want to come in being like, "Hello, fellow youths, this is our organization." And you had we didn't want to be corporate. We didn't want to do that. We wanted to meet you halfway and figure out like what's still fun for you. So we're not like pushing a square peg into a round hole. So like we we talk about our work we try to you know do some gamification elements but really it's it's been more and more led by streamers and community leaders i mean this is the first time pat that we that we had like pack leaders so mm -hmm. you know if you've never done a charity stream before or a live stream fundraiser you have people that that can mentor you if you want a mentor that can give you some great tips we have a pack leader and you know basically a you know community leader who's doing of uh, one of the team i think is team cat standard damage he's he's doing a an education on like tips and tricks of how to uh you know really make sure that you can grab your audience's attention and keep it and you know different things so it's been cool to see how this community has taken ownership of of helping these animals so it's it's the best thing we can hope for yeah and and honestly the the support that i'm seeing from streamers all over sorry to break the the wall but all four of us uh from the from the hsus talk with each other so we're, we kind of get a feel for how the other teams are going and we're just <laughs> hearing all these great ideas being thrown uh thrown around uh and it's it's some real exciting stuff that um there's it, there's gonna be a lot of really cool things happening uh this december so I'm, I'm excited to see what happens yeah uh, I'm, i can i can just say 
from from my experience, I haven't worked with a whole lot of charities, um, you know, just a few here or there doing things. But the way that you guys kind of came in and, and understood that Twitch kind of has its own culture, its own memes, its own just kind of way of doing things and understanding that it's not like you're not trying to form fit what has worked for the Humane Society in the past and yeah. and try and force that upon Twitch and Twitch streamers. You kind of said, here's some tools. We've developed a lot of things and uh, you can run with this if you want to. These things are working. These things aren't. And the, the flexibility that has come from the Humane Society has been so amazing to work with in so many different ways that that has not only you know helped streamers you know whether you have the relationship with getting people on the front page that may have never had that opportunity before or just uh, having the tiltify set up and ready to go custom overlays all these little things that really make a charity stream seem so professional mm -hmm. and and set people up for success and i just you know i pat you guys on the back for that it's been amazing it is uh it's gosh a really cool thing that that just what it is in general like you have the cool competition between the streamers like who can raise the most money but at the end of the day it's all going in the same place all going towards the animals and uh i've been in this community for a little over seven months now and what i've seen just from the people in the community like we can raise money and like we do so much good and like it's such it's just nice to be in such a beautiful community with such amazing people that can all come together and raise money for such a great thing I just wow, Pat. I think that's the bit right there. That's the quote of the, uh, of the whole thing. Hey, man, we still got some questions to go, but uh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm that's it. Well, we're wrapping up. Thanks, guys, for coming Thank out. You guys yeah. for listening to the episode. Uh... <laughs> no, that's uh, no, and we uh, the, the biggest thing is we know that we were going to make a lot of you know missteps and, and mistakes, and we were hoping that that the community would be able to you know help us when we when we tripped up and. And that's happened, thank goodness, because, uh, you know, we we knew that we had to meet you halfway and we had to be genuine with this. And we we know what we do well, which is animal protection, animal welfare. But we want to get into a space that, that we believe in. And so that's that's this community. That's this influencer streamer community. So, yeah, awesome to hear. And, and if I may turn it right back around on, um, you know, the the whole community you have and all of the other communities uh, that have been so supportive of this is that. Um, y'all have been incredible to us as well. You know, like Austin was saying, we have a few missteps, but y'all are never like, well, that pff, you guys clearly don't know what you're doing. I'm never doing anything again for you. Leave the Discord, rip up my shirt, call that a day. No, y'all have come to us like maybe a direct message, be like, hey, didn't realize uh, you, you may not have realized this, but if you do things this way, um, it'll you know better meet the needs of these this type of streamer and we're like oh perfect you know so it's it's definitely a you know it's a, always a developing relationship that y'all come to us with things we come to you and it's you know it's it's its own community really mm -hmm. yeah yeah and just for sure being able to kind of just you know like you're saying just include really anybody you know in this is like with that one common goal like you were saying is just wanting to help animals and, and everything is just that no matter what community you're in, you know, and no matter it, so long as you have that one goal, like, you know, that that's that's kind of where everything can start from there. And uh, and, and I and I think the discords uh, and, and the team thing is just it's um, an awesome just evolution of everything with this, because being able to meet a lot of these streamers and getting to interact with a lot of these, um, you know, people that I just generally wouldn't have come across otherwise, you know, is, is just a uh, it, it's just it's it's really cool and it speaks to a lot of just just how much good this uh, organization really just does in, in terms of just animals and and bringing apart this whole a advocacy for everything yeah yeah absolutely um i i don't want to i i think i've been talking enough for the past half hour <laughs> second tim zay if you guys have any questions please fire away uh um sure go ahead tim uh i mean i feel like we answered Two, or one of two questions uh, I just wanted to know how like international it went but I feel like that got answered um, and my second question that I had was uh, does the Humane Society help any animals in the ocean or is it is that or is it like a branch that helps maybe sea creatures or anything like that yeah it's a good question Pat did you want that one or do you, do you want yeah well um, I mean it's you know, a really interesting question that you brought up because like where, you know, what does like who 
who has you know look over the sea kind of thing that's maybe that's a little bit more meta than we wanted to get on a saturday afternoon but uh, but, <laughs> but the answer is yes we we do um do, we we do uh, both uh, Humane Society of the United States as well as uh, Humane Society International. All of those inner, you know, all the offices in Canada and England and South Korea and, uh, and Africa, all over the all over the globe. Uh, we we do work with uh, marine wildlife, um, everything from whales to dolphins to protecting sharks from uh, being uh, hunted and you know from each other. Yeah, not even killed. <laughs> uh, kind of just their fins cut off and thrown back into the ocean for shark fin soup. There are protections with that. Um, Manatees, sea lions, seals in Canada, you know, marine wildlife is definitely uh, something that we, you know, uh, have a hand in, you know, both in the United States and all over the globe. Yeah. That, and, and that's exactly right. We definitely protect marine wildlife. Um, They have threats to their habitat from either chemicals, from overfishing, from hunting and, pollution. Um, and so we're trying to, uh, work on all those things. Um, seal clubbing is still a huge issue. Um, sea lions have had a huge population decrease, um, in the, in Alaska, particularly over the past 30 years. Um, and like Pat was saying, I mean, that's, it's, it's pretty gross, but they're shark fins, shark fin soup is still a delicacy in, in parts of the world. And so, um, when they when they harvest those and the sharks and they throw them back, they have no way of actually swimming. So it's just a slow drowning that they have until they die. And so it, not to get too morbid, but the, there are some huge things that not only in our direct care, you know, we our teams can fight on, on the ground, but also, again, reiterating this root cause. We're trying to work with the National Marine Fisheries Service and we're trying to pass laws in the set of committees and different regulations to make sure that these root causes are solved so that it, you know we can we can outlaw and make these things illegal in the future. Awesome. So to kind of piggyback off of that, you know, there's it's it's very obvious that you both are knowledgeable about a wide variety of issues that are affecting animals across the world, whether it's the, uh, the, the, the marine life that you just mentioned and, you know, the, the animal meat farms and, and just kind of general animal welfare. How, how is it that the Humane Society of the United States prioritizes some of those efforts and, and puts resources into something that is available without spreading yourselves too thin, trying to cause and solve every issue that affects animals out there in general? You are great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In, internally, we've been, we've been working on uh, that question too, but we have an incredible strategic executive committee that has narrowed, you know, for the next five years, for the next 10 years, we are only focusing on, on, you know, really putting a lot of our efforts toward ending um, certain amount of fights uh, in that time period. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. really the big ones that we're focusing on are going fur free. We want to end this. The, the, the animals need their fur coats more than we do, just simply like mm-hmm. that. So, so we're yeah. working to do that. Um, we're improving the lives of farm animals. We want to reduce the suffering of animals raised for meat, for eggs, for dairy. These mother pigs cannot turn around in their own cage their whole life before they're slaughtered. So just a terrible life that they're living. So we're working to pass, you know, big propositions throughout the country. Uh, the next one is is uh, stopping puppy mills. Puppy mills are these just inhumane, cruel, commercial-sized breeds, uh, breeding operations where these dogs are not socialized. They are very sickly. Um, if you're buying a dog on the internet or you're, you know, going to a certain puppy store or something and they're not letting you meet the mom or they're not letting you see where the dog was born, huge red flags. Mm -hmm. You need, you know, we always advocate for, for rescuing animals if you can. And if not, you want to go to a breeder, make sure the breeder is responsible. Please, please, please. Mm -hmm. Um, there are clear red flags that you can see through there and then ending cosmetics, animal testing. Uh, making sure that, you know, these bunny rabbits and, and different animals are still getting stuff put in their eyes and in, ingested in their bodies. And just that doesn't need to happen. It's just it's it's antiquated. And then the final one is is banning trophy hunting. So really mm-hmm. five big fights that we want to focus on in the next five to 10 years to really end 
then we'll move on to the next big fights and yeah. then go on from and, there to there. And, and what I think is interesting is that, you know, we've, it, it's always dynamic. Like our, our, you know, like Austin said, our uh, strategy team is always looking at things like what's coming up and maybe what's the next thing that we can add to the list to, you know, become a big victory in these fights. And then on top of that, you know, th th those are our five big fights, but you know, we're, we're a pretty big organization. Yes, we take on the biggest fights, but we also got to, you know, recognize there's all these other terrible things going on that can really help, uh, you know, all these, you know, smaller things that we might not be prioritizing as much. Getting those things, you know, the, that cruelty out, that's going to create a more humane society. So, of course, we're looking mm -hmm. at, you know, uh, how to promote just eating more humanely and ending homelessness and pets um, you know, animal fighting, um, smarter wildlife management, protecting marine life, stopping wildlife trafficking, protecting um, equines, all of these different things. Um, you know, th those are there's so many talented people working on all of these issues together. Um, so there's I mean, yeah, there's there, there's a lot going on. But um, I think I think what gives a lot of us hope within the organization is that uh, this is one of the the this generation coming up right now are more empathetic towards, um, animal, you know, animal issues and animal suffering, uh, than ever before. So I think we're going to see a, you know, a, a lot done in all of our lifetimes to, uh, to end this suffering. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so with that, is there to kind of generalize, um, like say for example, the, the dog meat farms or the cat meat farms is the strategy for some for that issue, does it end up, I mean, I'm sure it's a combination of a number of things, but is it more, because say, like, I was raised in an area where I ate dog meat, I may not have an understanding of how inhumane that process is, and and what it actually does to those animals. Uh, is the is the strategy in those areas, is it more education-based around local local populations or and i'm sure it's involved with also passing legislation and educating leaders and if you could just give us you know maybe <clears throat> excuse me an understanding of that sort of strategy i i would be very interested yeah um i can do a little bit and then pat uh, I'm, I'm sure you can you can fill in a little bit but the but the long story short is um it's it's ingrained in it, like, like you said, in, in, in different cultures, it's just, it's, uh, very prevalent. So, so just so you know, quick stats, 30 million and 10 million dogs and cats respectively are killed annually for human consumption across Asia. So just, just so you know, those stats, you understand that that is, it's, it's in, it's in the market, it's in the economy. And so to change something that big, you're right. It has to be different arms that you approach that issue with. So yes, on the ground, we can go in and, and help rescue these, these animals. But in a given year, if you, if you rescue those dogs, it's just going to crop up another group of dogs in their place mm -hmm. uh, to, f to fill that demand. And so that is one arm of help that we're doing. The second one, just like you said, is education and advocacy saying this is what's happening to these animals. Uh, some of them are, you know, are, are either, um, you know, kidnapped from the streets. They steal pets from the backyards. They buy them from owners. I mean, there are many different ways that they're taken. But again, once you know that education and then that third and final arm is trying to change the um, the legislation or the, the 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 different types of laws that that we're trying to do there, um, and then and then finally we we don't we want to make sure that they the farmers still have the limiting so we can transition them out too. So there's different arms that we have to approach the strategy for an issue as large as something like that. But Pat, was there something that you wanted to add in that point? Um, I mean, in terms of anything specifically related to the. Um, ending dog meat and cat meat farms. I think you covered everything, um, or, you know, all, all the important topics, excuse me. But what I think it's, what's really important to, um, identify here with, and th this isn't just, um, you know, South Korean dog meat farms, um, or, uh, trophy hunting in different parts of the parts of the world is that, um, with all of these issues, we have, um, uh, we have advocates that are from these 
parts of the world down there helping lead these changes because the last thing that uh, we want to do as an organization is come in not have any cultural understanding of these yeah. uh, particular areas and say, this is how you do it because that's how America does it. That's not, <laughs> how, right. Mm-hmm. Right. that's not, that's never going to fly. That's going to make things worse. And so yeah, right. um, like Austin said, the education and the advocacy, you know, like these are like, like, sure, we're kind of like sharing all of this information and getting people educated to then make these changes in their own communities, whether it's in a small town in the United States or in another part of the world. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's definitely a sensitive subject. It's definitely a sensitive topic. Um, it kind of, sorry, this is kind of a quick break. Um, could I possibly promote the, uh, dog meat trade podcast that Austin and I did earlier this month? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. It's, it's a really tough subject, but we did have, uh, an expert, on uh, our most recent episode of Humane Voices, which is the official podcast of the Humane Society of the United States that Austin and I um, are are members on, uh, where we interviewed, um, wow, Austin, I apologize. I cannot recall who we had on that episode, but she had a lot of really good things to say about the uh, the dog meat trade. Mm -hmm, Who's that? Oh no, I'm, I'm, keep going, go ahead. Oh, my bad. Uh, (laughs) Sorry folks, finally. Finally put a stick in the spokes. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redo that. You know, it's, I'm checking now. Hold on okay. one second, Pat. Yeah, okay. I'm a. Sorry, guys. No, I'm a. No, no worries. I'm a jack wagon. I, I just want to say name in the caption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was checking it too, man. I'm trying to find. I'm like uh, t- 2200 dog or 22. Yeah, 2200 dog. Yikes! Good go. job, Pat. Way to go, producer. <laughs> as well too just to to buy y'all a little bit of time here um i'll, I'll go ahead and, and say you know to for the podcast and, and anything else that um y'all want to plug or anything uh, you know definitely you know vo- voice it now for sure because we you know I'll, I'll include any links or anything like that in the uh, in the description for anything below um be sure to check anything out um you know for the humane society you know give give them you know all the eyeballs possible because it's you know they, they they're doing amazing work obviously from everything that they've said they're they're doing something amazing so you know definitely anything you can do more to educate yourself on on anything here um for for sure you know go go ahead and and just educate it 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah. um wonderful thank you yeah thank you and and then um as well too i, I was thinking about this while, while y'all are looking for that um I, I did have a a question before we get too off track there with um with me personally I I keep a lot of insects um I, I have a lot of um spiders and and you know and, and stuff like that because they have a lot of there, there's a lot of um just environmental stuff that's going on that's limiting their habitat and everything and I I guess is my biggest question with that too is like is there anything in the Humane Society, you know, international or the United States that will, that, that kind of works with that, that, that works to, um, I, I guess, kind of try to help that and, and make sure that, you know, those, those habitats aren't being destroyed or anything or any kind of like laws or anything like that, that, you, that, you know, y'all are trying to pass. It's a really good question. It um, is. Pat, I don't know. I don't know if there's specific stuff on my end that I know, I know that we work with bats and different mammals there. We, we in our own office have an, have an apiary and, uh, you know, beehives that, that we work with, but I don't know specifically if there's certain legislation or stuff that we work on for insects. Do you know? Uh, you see, we, we get this, I used to work on the, uh, the, the donor magazine, all animals for the humane society of the United States. And we'd get this question about maybe like once every six months. And, uh, and the, and, and the answer is, um, unfortunately we do not have any programs at this time. Um, and I think it is because, um, it's, it's, it's not really the type of animal that we are, um, we, we have like the right expertise in, um, And there, there are so many other groups out there already doing a lot already, uh, with you know, Definitely. with habitat protection, um, things like that. That I think it's the it, it's the type of uh, situation where we say, hey, we're going to let other groups, um, you know, with their expertise handle that. And if they want to, you know, 
we want to have this kind of relationship where we, um, you know, help each other out when possible, we definitely can. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like a lot of, you know, what what y'all do kind of just helps just in general the the overall. So that's, you know, still still. I mean, you know, of course, uh, there there's like you said, definitely a bunch of groups doing it. I. I was just, I, I wanted to make sure that I was fully educated if, if y'all were doing something. <laughs> no, no, we appreciate that. Come into the, come into the expert group. Appreciate that. Um, I'm curious, uh, just, I hate to keep dominating all the questions, but um, <laughs> what's, uh, what drove both you, Austin and Pat, personally into working with the Humane Society? Is there kind of a, like, was it something you lucked into? Was it something you've been passionate about your whole life? If you could just give us a little little uh, piece on that. Good question. Um, for me personally, I always grew up with animals and my, it was just a thing that, you know, they were just part of my family. And uh, I don't know, it was kind of like a like a Soylent Green or like a 1984 kind of thing where like the, the <laughs> veil started to get lifted over my eyes over different issues. And I was like, wait, where does this come from? And like, what is happening here? And so, yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't know animals have already always been a kind of a family to me. And so there's just a certain kind of value and, and placement. I, I think that they're, they're all important and valued and stuff like that. So all the, all the cliche stuff, but it, it really does matter to me. And that's, that's the passion that I bring into, um, you know, into that. So, and, and while my strength not, isn't necessarily like going into the field and identifying all these amazing, like we have subject matter experts that will blow your mind. I mean, they, they know so much stuff. And um, my strength is more of like being a people person and, and talking with you all and, and chatting and having a good time. And so I wanted to take, take those strengths and my passion for animals and kind of find a way in this organization to do that. And luckily I hit the lottery with, with my jobs. So um, <laughs> I, I can do that and, and find other people that, that find animals as their family and, uh, and value them. Um, and 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 work with them to kind of make this more humane society so the the derek zoolander of the humane humane yes. society <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my my job is to be ridiculously good looking that's it <laughs> blue steel until they help animals that's <laughs> yeah how about you pat yeah um so so i mean it's to kind of answer i think another question i think somebody at asked in the in the twitter comments um i mean one thing that for sure for me that like really brought me into the organization is that it's a uh, it's big it, it, it's very big tent i think um what the, the success of the organization and the success of um our advocates like yourselves on twitch is that it's really difficult to find somebody that can say that they hate animals right um it's it's it, like you, most common you probably find somebody that says like yeah they're fine i don't i don't they're just not for me they but you know uh, so everyone either likes or loves animals and so uh i fall definitely into into the love category um grew up with cats grew up with a dog i have a bunny here uh i grew up in a very rural area so i was always you know like going down to the pond and finding toads to you know watch and uh you know see see what they do in the pond and you know always leave even as a kid knew to like leave them there uh to let them be in their habitat and uh oddly enough my college roommate had an internship at the at the humane society of the United States. Uh, and I was hearing stories from him. I was like, wow, that place seems so cool. Like they get to do so many cool things. Uh, and then after graduating, he, he got a job there and the, he still works there today. Paul, um, some mm -hmm. of you may know him, uh, Paul or the, oh, yeah. the Dro. Yeah. Yeah. He and I were college the roommates. The Dro. And well, I mean, that's what he is in the, in the discard. Um, but so he texted me one day. He was like, Hey, how would you like to, uh, to move, move to this area? And, work on the team with me and i was like you mean i get to be a graphic designer uh i get to work at a nonprofit, which was something i wanted to do and it also is an animal nonprofit. that's three bot that that's the three boxes let's let's go um so it <laughs> was awesome. i, I kind of looked into it but it's the kind of thing where i was like oh i've 
like once I started working, I was like, oh, I've wanted to do this, but I just haven't processed this is where I want it to be. Um, yeah. And it, like what's what's so great about it to me, the organization is that it, um, like, like I said, it's people love animals. And so you're the organizations out there trying to reach everybody at where they're at and give them the information to say, hey, this is this is the information. Do with it what you will. And more times than not, people say, oh. Well, I didn't know that was going on. How can I help? Or I want to get involved, mm-hmm. or some, you know, uh, something like that. So it's it's uh it's been so it's been great to be honest. <laughs> and before COVID, we could bring in our dogs. That is true. <laughs> That's oh, a big perk for sure. Huge. Perk. Although I will say, well, now now with COVID, it's every day. Do that anyway. We right? so. always have animals. <laughs> on yeah. That's true. Even better. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, you're, you know, you're it, right, it, but it's um, kind of funny with with everyone in COVID being like apologizing for their cats, you know, walking across their computer or anything. I was like thinking, like, oh, that's something that happens in our office every single day. Like that's just a part of the meeting that the dog gets on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. But um, yeah, I mean, the other other than that, if if you guys didn't have any other questions, I I just want to make sure. For any any other streamers or any other folks that are interested um, in 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 your community, I know you guys have done a, a great thing, but uh, kind of spreading the word. But one of the biggest things and one of the biggest needs that we have is to continue spreading the word um, that we're actually out here in the field now in this kind of way. And so, if you do have streamers or influencers or or animal lovers that want to get involved. Um, join us in Discord. It's discord.gg slash HSUS. Um, and join us, uh, chat with us, DM us. If you want to get involved for the event, that's awesome. Um, and if not, you just want to chat with us or be a lurker, that's fine. You, you could do whatever you want. Uh, we love the lurkers. Uh, we love the lurkers. <laughs> that's fine. You lurk away. Uh, but yeah, we, we, want, uh, we want to grow the community. We want to grow uh, kind of a safe space space for people that want to uh help these animals so yeah if you're listening on youtube we will have any and all links from today's podcast in the description below so you can just go right down there and click on whatever you need for sure discord their podcast any uh any of their socials any of that stuff it's all going to be down there yeah and uh oh i mean you just said the podcast but uh if anyone would like to know more and uh and listen to austin's fantastic voice more frequently and learn more about the uh, specific issues directly from uh experts that blow austin and i's mind every single time we get them on mic you can follow humane voices uh the official podcast of the humane society of the united states wherever you get your podcasts youtube um (laughs) apple spotify google podcasts wherever um, and, or if you're more of a reading type, you can uh, check out humanesociety.org to learn all about our fights and everything we do uh, because of the support from from champions like you guys and everyone in your community. Yeah, can't do it without you all. Thank you. Retro bit champions, you. I might add. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> so we do have a few questions from listeners of the podcast but before we get to that i do have one more little question that you guys may or may not know the answer to but i i figured it's worth a try um with the ongoing pandemic do you guys know how animals uh mainly domestic animals like dogs and cats how how do they react to covid like can they be infected or anything like that mm. it's a that's a tricky question that i don't think we are the subject matters on we have a infectious disease es- expert that that deals with that um in our we actually have an episode on that if you want to check more information um Hello, podcast listeners. This is Sega from the future. Just a quick message on why this part is suddenly silenced. Um, Austin, you know, said some information here that was uh, given on an episode uh, that they had already done um, just to kind of keep everything coming from the, uh, you know, medical professionals on here. We decided to cut this out. Um, Please, like he said, go check out, inform yourself and uh, all that good stuff. Thank you. 
So um, I let's just say I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I think there is <laughs> I think there is some, some good information on humanesociety.org and, and a lot of our shelter partners have have met for a long time to figure out um, the answer to that question. So um, and, gonna, uh, shut up. <laughs> well, and, 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 uh, and, and what I'll kind of say to really just support what Austin said is that it's it's uh, you know the the science on everything just like with with people um, and and COVID is that it's always changing so even if you mm-hmm. see one thing one day you see another another day um, who it's who knows <laughs> what I'll say it's the yeah, first thing yeah, you don't see yeah. is not the definitive truth um, because that what we're be. afraid of you know yeah, and, and we don't want, you know, God forbid, if we hear one thing one day and they say that, you know, dogs and cats can, can carry, then, you know, people are going to start either throwing out their animals or, or, God forbid, doing worse. And so we don't want to spread misinformation and we don't want to have bad consequences toward either domestic or wild animals. So, yeah, we, we don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, it's ever changing. For sure. Mm. Um so, uh, Sega and Tim, do we want to go to the Twitter questions? Yeah, I can. I, I already have everything pulled up. I can. Uh, I can move on here. One of them was was already answered in terms of you know why they got involved. But I feel like this is a kind of good lead in from that as well as um, you know it's uh, one of uh, one of the community members and also a fellow Retrobit champ, uh, Patrick Zelder Freak, um, asked you know how do uh, how do you all deal with the emotions of you know seeing so many animals in a, in sad circumstances? Ooh. Pat, why don't you take that one? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I part of my job is to look through all of the the photos every single day as a as a member of the visuals and graphics team. Uh, what first I will say um, the the photography that we like our team does. I get to work with um, our photographers very closely. Unbelievably talented. Um, the, I, I just they don't get enough credit for the amazing photos that they get and our AP f- photographers and everyone um, mm. it, w- what I will say about the the emotions of seeing uh, you know sad animals in so many circumstances is that I always have to think about the context in which they're in mm-hmm. so um, let's say a like the the puppy mill a, a puppy mill rescue um, and you know these are these dogs are in like their worst possible moments, right? Like you you've all seen the sad videos uh, or photos, mm-hmm. uh, social media. Our video team our video team does amazing work as well. Um, it's and you know it, for me it's always sad in a moment, but then I always have to think about okay this is our photographer on the rescue, and this is you know this is one of the last moments that they will ever be in that type of a situation where they're, you know, they're ever going to be there. And then honestly, a lot of the times when I'm looking up sad photos like that, I'm also looking up the after stories of, uh, you know, we had, there was a beagles that were in, I I believe Michigan that were being used for uh, pesticide testing and, you know, just beagle, cutest beagles in the world in metal cages, you know, cold laboratory cages. Uh, scared and terrifying and being mishandled but then I'm also looking up photos of Teddy and Millie from their new forever homes where they have like toys for days or if anyone has seen the video of uh, I think Bibi she has mm-hmm. all of her toys are bigger than her and she's just the happiest little dog <laughs> in the world with her little Yoda ears um, so with with sad photos like that I always th- I'm always thinking like okay you know these are the ones that got out in terms of uh, some of the other, you know, hard, devastating photos, like uh, like we have these photos of uh, pigs from an undercover investigation in gestation crates that, uh, you know, just the look in their eyes are so sad. And you kind of know, like, hey, they didn't get to they don't they didn't get that same happy ending as Teddy and Millie. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, even in those moments, even if for some reason I'm, you know, a little overwhelmed and I got to maybe that's when I go answer emails or I check in on the discord. Um, but you know, I, I always got to check in like, okay, this is still happening. And so by finding this photo and sharing it, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's for, it's not for nothing. It's going to help other people, uh, and help these animals that are in similar situations uh, down the road. So at least that's for me what I do uh, with looking at all the emotional 
you know, all these, you know, really kind of a bummer photos to look at all the time, but you know, it's, you, you know, that it's going to the greater good. So that's kind of how I get through it. And I mean, definitely putting it in perspective with, you know, the fact that you, you know, you're with, uh, like, like you said, with the poppy mill photos and everything, it's, you know, it's them at their lowest, but you know, you know, that there's something better for them because that, you know, that's them on the rescue and everything. I, I think that helps put that in a, in a bit better of a perspective there that, you know, this isn't, going to be you know they're they're forever anymore that you mm -hmm. know this is showing that they they know that they're now going to have something better um in their future yeah and it, at most points it's either already happened or about to happen like you know maybe if we get photo from a hurricane like the night before and the you know the photos are really bad from the rescue but we know that like at those exact moments as i'm going through all the photos uh, that are getting sent to us is that they're you know, they're in a transport. They're going off to one of our shelter partners to get uh, to get taken care of and go find a, a new forever home. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have said it better. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, then if we want to move on to the other question we got here, um, this comes from uh, one of our community members, uh, Kiyuti. Um She's asking, outside of funding, uh, what is the biggest problem that y'all face as the Humane Society, whether international or um, United States? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I really I can only speak for for my department right now because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that we that we work with on a daily basis. I would say. Um, the just I, I would say the awareness right now um, a lot of people you know know the Humane Society of the United States I mean I think that there's always a disconnect between the local shelters and the and and the HSUS and, mm -hmm. and that's you know why we love going on these podcasts so that we can talk through kind of the the the, the cool differences between the two but I would say yeah I would say the biggest thing is is really you know, education and awareness about kind of the work that we're doing and making sure that um, both nationally and internationally, we can hopefully become the default resource for people who are looking to help animals. You know, if you, if you don't know where to, um, you know, help your animal or, or where to take, you know, where to take your animal in a disaster, we have resources for you. If you, need to know how to, um, you know, if you have questions about what's happening with marine life or what's happening with um, these big fights with animals, are animals still being tested on? Are, you know, we, we would love to be your go-to, your, your Google, your, um, you know, whatever uh, resource for animal protection, animal welfare. So we, we're going to work hard to, to keep spreading that awareness and, and accurate awareness and, and, you know, fact-checked and sourced awareness for, for animals. Or maybe, I can, or maybe what to do with a community cat that you're unsure what to do with. Yes. I was just going to mention that. <laughs> it, just, it just, it just happened on, uh, on my stream the other day. I, we, we have this cat who's kind of just been showing up around our house and, uh, my wife really wants to keep it, which I am not uh, <laughs> in favor of. At least, um, to be and and Pat happened to be uh, watching the stream that time and and gave us a plethora of information yes. on stream, Good. which uh, was was amazing for not only our edification but for anyone who might have been watching the stream at that time. We got to talk about what you know what's the best approach to do with something in this neighborhood, and then sent a bun of it, bunch of information afterward in the dms just so we were as educated as possible and that's that's the kind of outreach that i think does does wonders for people yes and that is where the local shelter work is crucial mm -hmm. it's so important and you know we collaborate on our level with we have state directors in every single state of the united states i believe and uh, of the united states um i'll have to fact check that one but uh yeah we work with and have knowledge of local shelters that you know that we can help with and, and make sure that you have resources for so that's so cool pat kudos pat pat yourself <laughs> on the back that's awesome yep. hey man give him a raise <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome i'm gonna have about uh 20 different uh twitch uh receipts i'm gonna have to send your way that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna lose those accidentally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, sounds good. I, I think, too, what's fantastic about the, the Humane Society is um, specifically one of um, one of our fellow uh, RetroBit Champs, uh, Light, um, when he did his most recent one, it really got me kind of, you know, realizing that, hey, you know, I have been kind of on the fence about, uh, you know, adopting or anything at this point and, you know, actually going out and, and, and adopting, you know, a another cat because I've, I've been i've been wanting to for a while and i was like i was like oh okay there's a new humane society um you know shelter here that um you know that i would i, I would you know be able to go to and and everything and with covid it makes it a little bit more difficult now especially because you have to set appointments and stuff like that so um but you know i was i was in the works of doing that but then uh, one of my coworkers texted me recently and they found this kitten on a highway um, in just awful condition. <laughs> and, um, they ended up kind of nursing her back to, to health a little bit, getting her, you know, in, in just a more, just a, a better space so that she could, you know, run around and actually like eat and go to the bathroom on her own and all that stuff and, and just be clean. Um, and you know, they were like, they're like, do you, do you want this cat? And, and I was like, okay, well, this is <laughs> kind of a good, everything falls in line kind of good here because i already was was looking to adopt and you know having being able to provide this this cat this home um it, it's just it just seemed like the right thing to do so and and also my cat gets along great with her so <laughs> they're they're Amazing. like big brother and little sister <laughs> we'll connect you with our video team and put that character story up on our on our, yeah. <laughs> on our site <laughs> that's that's great sega i'm so i'm so glad you were able to do that uh, with that cat. That's that's amazing. She's a she's a little monster, but she's a sweetheart. <laughs> as as all cats are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. are. She got a heart of gold. Uh, <laughs> hey, it all comes around full circle. Love to see that. All right, Austin, Pat, thank you guys so so much for being on the Retro Bit Cast with us. Um, like I said before, um, any and all links that these guys have, you can find them in the description below. Um, but if you guys have any other links or any other uh, events or anything you guys want to talk about real quick before we uh, send off. No, you guys did a great job. Thanks again. Discord.gg slash HSUS to, uh, to join the community. Join this amazing group of animal advocates. Let's keep doing some great work for them together. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, if there's anything that y'all can ever y'all can't seem to find on uh humanesociety.org our dms are always open or if you just want to stop by you know drop in and say hey we uh we're we're you know community leaders so <laughs> that's what we're there for awesome well yeah thank thank for you guys sure. again so much for coming on and and just talking and and everything here and the you know this is this is been really educational as, yeah. as you know i mean i i feel like i've definitely learned uh, a whole bunch that you know even though i'm involved in 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 the charity event coming up there's a bunch of stuff now that i know that i i didn't know so um i, I definitely appreciate y'all coming coming in and educating oh that's great thanks for the opportunity gents yeah thank you appreciate it thank you thank, thank, thank you guys thanks for coming all right you guys have a good good uh, good day good evening and uh, all the best to you guys thank you guys all right yeah talk to you later Talk to you later. Take care. Hello, everybody. This is Sega from the future. Just wanted to thank you all for listening to the podcast. Thank you again to Pat and Austin for coming on and uh, talking on the podcast. And um, please make sure you check the description below for any and all links to the Humane Society, their Discord, their podcast. Um, any of their links will be down below. And please make sure to check out everybody streaming on the 10th through the 13th uh, for the animals. Um, streaming, raising money, all that good stuff. Definitely go ahead and try to support as much as you possibly can. We would all greatly appreciate it. Um, as well, this episode has been uh, split into two parts, which is why you're going to see that these are both kind of uh, shorter episodes than normal. Um, so, you know, please, wherever you're listening to this, that second episode will be available. Give it a listen. Um, and we appreciate you so very much. Thank you again, and have a good day.